3: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
2: For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is what you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side-side
0: hustler. Do
3: it. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. I'm a hustler, side Hustler, come on, ask about me! Yo yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie.
2: Okay. So, this is another Side Hustlers podcast, a little different than what we've heard before. Um, I'm going to introduce my friend, Kylie Nelson. Hello. Hi, Kylie. Hi. So, we've known each other for about two years now, and we're going to get into all of that. We have so much to get into, but first, I want to do something that we're not normally allowed to do in podcasts. We're not allowed to play music because of licensing, but I'm getting away with this (laughs) because you're on the podcast and you're the one singing. So, we're going to play about 30 seconds of your song, I Gotta Run
1: good I gotta run I gotta
3: kick going I gotta run I gotta kick
0: going loving you's like hurting hurting all the time
1: I cry. I thought we were honest. I thought we were true. Cause when we were honest, oh, I
2: trusted you. You're so freaking good. Can we just talk about
3: that for a second?
2: Okay. So yeah, wow. the girl that you're listening to speak right now was that girl singing and it's mind boggling to me. Wow. It, you're so incredible. And I love that I got to do that legally because you're in the podcast yeah. right now. And you said it's OK. <laughs> OK, so Kylie Nelson, that is her song, I Gotta Run. Her EP, Chapter One, is out now. Uh, we started as co-workers in Seattle when I moved here two years ago. Yep. Because you were working in our sales department. Yep. And you can sing like that. (laughs) So what the heck? Let's start about, let's see, let's go back. You said about eight years. You started working here? Is that what it was? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Why sales if you can do that?
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, it literally dates back to my childhood. I was very aware and very aware of what I had and what I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And uh, I immediately just knew that the only way I was going to be able to even explore music was to get into college. And somehow when you're a teen, you're like, I just need to go to music business school. Where is that? (laughs) Yeah, Where's that one? And all I knew is I had to focus on just getting into UW and getting a degree. And then once I was there, I'd figure out the next step. So it's like packing your bags and saying, I'm about to hit a hundred mile journey. And all I need to focus on is this first step. So you got into UW. So I got into UW. What did you study? Uh, business. And <laughs> <laughs> literally, I was like, this is the thing that's the most practical. And I got there and I c- cried my eyes out mm. when I got into the program because I sacrificed my entire high school to do it. I, I withdrew from high school and went to the community college so wow. I could get it for free. And Smart. Literally. Wish I did that. <laughs> 16 years old, a manager at Jamba Juice. And... Trying to get to UW. And I get into the program and I'm like, now what? And I get there and there's no bi- music business school. I go into the biggest depression of my entire life. Well, there's no- Studying business sucks. Imagine you didn't want to study business. Yeah. There's nothing fun
2: about it. Or that
1: you don't really know what you're going to do right. in it. I just, I didn't know. And uh, I got really depressed, like, The biggest depression my entire
2: life. So while you were in school, though, and going through this program, were you still singing? Were you working on music at all?
1: No. And I think that was I didn't know how and Mm. I didn't feel confident enough in my own body and my own soul in the mirror to deliver anything real or that I really had life experience enough to share that anyone cared about. So when you were going
2: through this program at UW where you like I want to be a star I want to sing yes that was still the end and that's
1: all I would say to people and I felt so silly and people were you know like okay well if you want to sing why don't you go do this and I just didn't know how to reconcile this path that I went on for two and a half years (laughs) but you're doing
2: it now yeah how crazy is that yeah
1: that's what I'm saying I like the fact that I'm here and looking back at how I thought I was hopeless at that point was so confusing and I just remember this guy was really fond of me and he was You know, just thought it was funny and whatever and self-deprecating. And he (laughs) came up to me and he's like, you know, Kylie, like, I know you're in business school and you but you really want to be a singer. I'm graduating this year, and I worked at KEXP Radio. Awesome. That's Do you a- want my internship?
2: So for people who don't know what KEXP is, if you're not listening in Seattle, it's an awesome local station where you you don't find this anywhere. Yep. It's just a badass local radio station. They've got a sick studio, right, and near mm-hmm. the Space Needle, yep. and they're really cool. So did yep. you take... His internship. Yes.
1: So it's powered by the people. It started at UW. Like, I just thought it would be something in that direction. Something. I could learn one more thing. I took his internship, and I was the membership intern. And so, the way that they fund the whole radio station is people donate uh, like four times a year. So I was okay. the coordinator of that big donation, and I learned a lot about what it takes to grow a radio station, and you know what it takes to fuel a radio station for profit and nonprofit. So it was a really cool experience. Then what? <laughs> then <laughs> and um, how old were you at that point? I was nineteen or twenty, wow. and I was still in the heart of that depression. But I felt like I was in music. Now I'm here. Now I'm looking at artists. There has to be a way to get from this intern nook to that studio. And so I literally, what did I do? I, oh, I had to graduate. (laughs) So that part. And in order to graduate in the sales program, you have to apply everything you've learned to a sales internship. So I was like, can I do KEXP? Because they have a list of affiliates. right? And they're like, well, KXP is non-profit and this is a sales organization. <laughs> so we're going to put you at Clear Channel. Ooh. And I had no idea what Clear Channel was. Clear Channel is the former iHeartMedia yep. before they kind of did a branding reflip. Exactly. I, I didn't even know I was walking into a radio station internship. Oh my God. I'm not joking. I was 45 Kylie. minutes late. To my first day because I was confused on how to drive downtown Seattle. I walked in 45 minutes late. The fact that they still allowed me to come in the next day was mind boggling. Wait, it's mind boggling to me right now that
2: they randomly paired you, the business student who didn't want to do business, wanted to do music with a radio station with, and you didn't even yes. know it
1: was radio. Yeah. And they didn't even <laughs> oh, it I was. Love this. I know. And it gives me chills on my, my spine. Like, my entire journey of the past couple of years, there's been key times where I'm like, is there a God? There has to be something <laughs> about faith or yeah, divine absolutely. timing or something going on because the most lost girl with zero resources in the world still found her way. There has to be absolutely. a way. So, um, yeah, I got here and I was in the intern promo department yep. and I was, ma- I was duct taping ludicrous pictures to cardboard and for the concerts. And I realized that I had to graduate in order to possibly get a job here. So for people
2: who right now are like, damn, I hate my job and I really want to do this because I know I'm good at it. I just want you to remember, Kylie was taping ludicrous stickers and heads to things at some yes, point. And absolutely. you may have been 19, 20 years old and people listening may be older. And that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. We have to put in our work things just don't Mm -hmm. get handed to us yep and that is the whole point of this podcast we're going to talk to people who kick ass and work hard and you did it for years there's so much more to your journey oh my gosh
1: what I realized is this is a busy fast-paced environment I have a couple goals to be able to even qualify being here so what I realized is the key was to put my head down work hard have integrity in my work, and then have someone at the right time be surprised by what they find out about me. But it wasn't about walking in here and shouting to the rooftops what my true goals were. Right? Because That's I smart. Yeah, I did a retinal scan of the entire office. I made a seating chart for everyone at every cubicle. No, I literally you was not. literally. I was like, Michael Rayleigh loves uh, uh, Led Zeppelin posters. This girl loves pink stuff. And uh, little puppies, and I would literally sing Led Zeppelin as I walked by Michael, <gasps> because you I literally because P- this is a fast paced environment. This is radio. Okay, this yeah. is entertainment. It's time to go. And and in the sales department, you're 100 commission. So your time is your money. So what is the incentive for anyone to slow down for some girl who hasn't proven herself? We right. don't know that she's going anywhere in this company. Why would someone slow down and try to help me even even get one foot? Forward.
2: I can't wait till we're playing your your music over these speakers <laughs> in this place. And oh, I we're gonna, I want to get more. Oh into my God. That, my yeah. my reasoning behind why I want that. Later. Yeah.
1: So you're an intern here, and then you eventually became a sales assistant. Yeah. So I realized to graduate, I had to do something here, and I had to work. So I had to figure out wh- what was going on here, and I realized I wanted to be a part of it along the way. Cool. Um. And so I wanted to learn about sales. That is your only foot in the door, unless you're willing to you know be an intern on a show and work random you know shifts Which we don't even have that we don't even have interns we, here yeah. anymore it's, it's just not what? yeah it's just not a fast track to development you you have to like be the one person that floated as everyone sunk yeah oh it, it's that's the best way to describe yes. it yeah. And I've seen it a thousand times and I've had a unique struggle in life. So my threshold for pain and discomfort is higher than most people. Okay. So I can sit around and wait to pounce as long as I need to because I was able to identify at one point that this is the only reason I live is to sing. This is, this is the only thing that makes me feel like this. It's the only thing that... It, I can be the best version of myself into other people. So I was fortunate enough to identify that this is my passion. You know, some people can get into their 40s or 50s or whatever and not even realize the one thing that makes them tick. But you knew as a kid, really, what it was. But you have this whole long journey of
2: not only trying to follow your passion and get to it, but Mm -hmm. also you're at that point of your life where... You're growing up mm-hmm. and ever and you still have to deal with all of the nonsense of being a teenager and going through your twenties and still trying to break into something you know you really want. Yeah. Where people that are in their forties, they're not looking for themselves. They're just, oh, you know what? I've I've done life. Now let me do the thing I really yeah. want to do. So I it may be harder doing it,
1: I think, when we're younger. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, especially with all of the competition out there. And you know, at one point No one teaches children or people or developing human beings how to love themselves. At one point, I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, Do I love myself? Yeah. Do I believe myself? Do I care about myself? And do I deserve this? It was a really hard two years where I cried all the time. I literally shedded the 18 years of teen oppression, if Mm -hmm. you will where none of the decisions are really yours. You don't have control over your life. And, you know, unless you have the right recipe of support in your life, you know, at one point you have to face yourself and be enough to yourself. Absolutely. And I realized at one point I, w- like, I, I didn't have the makings to be responsible with that power and be a public figure if I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. And I remember it was June 4th, but I can't remember the year. It had to be like five years ago. And I was just done. I was done eating my life away. I was done uh, putting, you know, coming up with vices to put that anxious energy. I was ready to like hurt every single day to transform myself. Do you think that was the day you really started
2: putting your work into your music career? or No, I yet? hadn't even
1: started wow. yet. It was like breaking myself down and building myself back up to something real. And honest and scary. And uh I just started spinning. It's actually really weird. Soul Fitness Club, mm-hmm. out of all the places that partnered with my show, um, I started at Soul Fitness Club on Elliott. And yeah. it was five I'm, minutes from you can always tell me yep, about that place. Yep. And Michelle from National. Um Who she, works here. Yep. Michelle is amazing and she would and I at first it was a manager in my new job asking me to go to the gym. So I just felt like I have to go. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm fresh out of college. I got to do well. And so at first I went to appease her and then I would just pick the back corner bike and cry my eyes out. (laughs) Literally, I literally kept my head down and I just healed on that bike every single day. Have you ever told Michelle who works here how much it's made a difference? Yes. And she just is in awe because she's seen this. And I, you know, I went from a frumpy, sixty pounds overweight individual that doubted themselves to just leaping into the water. I went from one toe in and the rest of my body out to just diving forward into the water. And you know, you you go you go from the person that walks into a workout room and and says, "I don't want anyone to see me," to right. someone who's like, "I don't give a." F- because no one's looking at me out of this whole group. They're all worried that we're looking at them. And I learned this thing about the the human race that we're all so selfish and so scared (laughs) that really nothing is about me. Everyone's concerned it's about them. Mm -hmm. And it finally gave me the room that maybe I didn't feel like I had to mess up or try things out or to be vulnerable. And just not care what the outcome was. It's so true. And it's funny because
2: when I started yoga, I was like, oh, my God, I go in the back corner, back corner. Yeah. And then I started realizing, you know, it's more helpful for me to be in the front when I can actually see what the hell I'm doing in the mirror. And now I have to get there, be in the front all the time. And I realized I'm not looking at anyone but myself this whole time. And it's so true. We get out of our own heads. And this works in anything, not Mm -hmm. just working out yoga Mm -hmm. or spin. Get out of your own head and realize no one is paying attention to how many times you're failing. Mm -hmm. Only you are. And that's fine. And you should be. But just do it. Yeah. And then once you shine, you're ready to shine, then everyone yeah. will
1: be like, oh, oh, okay, look. Yeah, and I feel like you you get almost empowered the more you do that. Like, I, I realize that, you know, there's always going to be this element of I'm embarrassed what other people think of me. Or if we're in a staff meeting and someone's talking, there's a, there is a moment where Ugh, you're like, so everyone's annoying. looking at me. Everyone's looking yeah, yeah. at me. I wonder what they're looking at. Are they looking at the thing that bothered me this morning? And I just realized that um, no one is doing that. And no. <laughs> and when you know that that naturally happens and it's something that you can't avoid, then you have to use it as a tool. And so what I got used to doing was being the first person to volunteer to do my sales presentation or the mock role play in the meetings or the first person to do my sales practicum. Pres- I would literally impulsively put myself in the scariest situation possible to get comfortable with being uncomfortable.
2: So you went from the girl who went to spin class to appease her boss and sat in the back corner and cried in the class. Yep. To the girl who I watched sell out yep. an entire venue and kick ass on stage. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't overnight. No. From the day you went into that spin class and cried to
1: this past January when you sold out Barbosa? How many years was that? Literally that question makes me want to cry. I have chills down my spine because I haven't really thought about that. I would have to say five years. That's incredible. So that's one of those. Where do you see yourself in five years? And you would have said on stage, and you would have been right. I literally, if someone asked me that, I wouldn't have been able to even picture what's happened in the past couple of weeks. That's incredible. Yeah, you're
2: doing it. Yeah, you're doing it, kid. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so I want to go back to the fact that you were here in sales. I met you, and you were in sales. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were one of the first people I remember meeting because you were vibrant, you were fun. I didn't know you at this point when you're telling me about Mm -hmm. i i knew you as this person who was loud and volunteering and walking around the office singing all the time and i remember meeting you and you invited me to things all the time like you were you cared about me moving to seattle and living in this new scary place you were so caring but you one of the first things you did to me was i sing i want to sing i was like well what are you doing here you're like well i need to have a job you you, and you kind of told me that yeah i'm doing sales for now but i knew right away Kylie wants to sing. Yeah. I also heard you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can't get away from it.
2: If you have that person that sits at their cubicle singing all the time, um, don't be mean to them because they may be (laughs) dropping an album before you know it.
1: And I would literally say that to the sales staff, like when they would be sassy with me or expect too much from me, I would literally be like, don't expect your clients to get meet and greets from me in (laughs) five years. Okay. Okay. So you worked here (laughs) in sales. You went to college for this too, but you didn't want
2: to do it ever. No. So what was that like waking up every single morning, having to
1: come into a place, not only do a job you didn't want to do, but you're dealing with people all the time? Every month is a different reason. I mean, literally every – I had to shift my perspective every single day that I needed to. There were days that I would be so consumed by the negative aspects or that I'm wasting my time or that I've gone down this path and none of this is even going to happen for me and now I – Now the story that I've banked on and leaned on and identified with for the past five years, like, may not even be my story. And then you get an email from your boss, like, where's this?
2: And then, you know, like, so you're dealing with your personal life and and the goals you set for yourself. And then you're being, quote, unquote, nagged on, I guess you could say. Yeah. In the area that you don't even care about. Mm -hmm. It's not like someone's like, Kylie, you need to pick an album cover. Totally. Kylie, where's this? Account, whatever. Yeah. I don't even. It's a whole other world that I don't even understand. It
1: just fell in the category of like all the things that you have to, that we all have to do that no one wants to do, but we have to do it. We have to get our flipping tabs. We have to do our taxes every mm-hmm. year. We, I literally every day was this is the amount of hours I have to dedicate to another craft or task or whatever to have the funds to make what I really want to happen happen. Isn't that crazy? The passion, the stuff that we all want to follow or do follow takes
2: so much time and energy and yeah. it's the stuff you really want obviously you need to put the hardest into yeah it wasn't you know imagine you're what you really want to do was sit here from nine to five every day and put numbers and make sure all of us were getting the right commercials on the radio that'd be great if that's what you wanted mm-hmm. to do
1: mm-hmm.
2: but it really never is what any of us want to No, do. we have to work for that one thing yeah so you're here you're a sales assistant and you're in that role at what point in that role did you start on your music career Okay. Because that's the best part of yeah. all of this. I wanna
1: talk about that. Well, that's the juiciest part. I fell in love here at iHeart. I fell in love hard and deep and real. And he ripped my heart out of my chest. I never felt that kind of heartbreak. It wasn't even just like normal heartbreak. It wasn't like, you know, this was great. Do I know this person? uh no okay but you could if you yeah you could it was just a different kind of heartbreak and for different reasons like adult reasons and it wasn't anything I could do about it and I could I just it ripped my heart out of my chest it was like it was almost like I didn't have a choice anymore it was the tipping point it was like I have got to sing about this wow And I met this girl because me and this person would work in music together. And he he gave me a lot of musical opportunities. And that's how I started meeting people. And I started backup singing for people. And yeah, this girl was actually going to take off. And I would have gone with her. And I even look back at like that project didn't take off. But I would have been a supporting act rather than focusing on myself. So everything has contributed to me taking center stage with these thoughts and these feelings and I just, uh, I had to articulate it. It was pouring out of my pores. It was seeping through my body. Like in my workouts, I was, it was just a biological reaction I have never felt in my life. And I'm just like, no one feels like this. I can feel electricity at my fingertips. That's literally how my body feels when I do this, this thing, this passion. And when I focus on it. Yeah, but when you're singing and you're on stage... It's not
2: just listening to someone sing a song. Everything you just described, you can actually feel that, see that, and hear that when you're on stage, mm-hmm. and that's what I was trying to say when you asked me for a quote for your media kit. It's just you can freaking feel it when you're yeah. up there, and it's like I gotta leave because <laughs> I don't want to. I I, <laughs> I don't want to face this. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's so true. And your entire and I'm gonna keep reminding everyone. Her EP is called Chapter One, and it's Kylie Nelson. In case you forgot, it's incredible. It's like. Damn, I know this girl.
1: That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) And it was as shocking to me as well. I've always known I had a good voice. But when I stopped trying to sing like Christina Aguilera and I stopped trying to be like Mariah Carey and I stopped trying to imitate and match and I just pulled everything I've been listening to and just like stop thinking about what it sounds like and just actually be in the moment and mm-hmm. deliver and express yourself. And when I did that, all these natural tone qualities came out like they were, they were stored and dormant in my body until I was ready to release. Well, you need to feel it. Yes. You need to literally
2: feel it. You yes. can't just go out there and, and sing it. Absolutely, you, you had to have something yeah. make you feel it and deliver yeah. It. yeah,
1: so I think getting in this relationship that was just at this all different level, um, And I felt it so deeply. And for it to turn out the way it did was the most it was just one of those moments where you just realize that life isn't al- isn't in your control and it isn't always going to go the way you think. And the frustration of not knowing where this tragic moment falls in my journey and mm-hmm. why I'm experiencing yeah. it right now was I I just remember in my room just unfolding, like, just bawling. Just literally my first line to Without My Love, uh, I am telling you you ain't got nothing without my love. That line, it literally flew out of my mouth in the peak of my uh, overwhelmingness. (laughs) Sure.
2: I just can't handle that. You just belted that out like that. I'm just sitting Uh,
1: here. I mean— I don't know. I can only describe it as something that exploded out of me. I didn't have a choice. It's like in in like a Disney movie when a a princess
2: (laughs) becomes magical or something. Literally. I I picture you like spinning around with pixie dust flying out of you. Literally. And then you're in a Cinderella dress.
1: A moth into a butterfly or something. And that experience just helped me finally articulate something. Okay. In a song. You have this. You're like, all right, I got
2: this. I want to do this now. You're, you know, you're in the thick of it. You're writing songs. But hey, you're still a sales assistant here at iHeartMedia. Yeah. So walk me through when you were in the actual thick of it. You have a nine to five job and then you have to, you have this brand that you're about to build. What was a random
1: Wednesday like for Kylie? Oh, man. I mean, it was, I used to go to my two best friends house. Uh, my best friend, since I was in sixth grade, married this guy named Ryan. Ryan character and he is a phenomenal talent and I remember he was in some screamo band and we would go and go to his screamo band uh, practices and sometimes I would get my little paramour out yeah. or yeah, get my like you know because I love paramour and I love the fusion of pop applying to a lot of different genres mm-hmm. so mine would be like soul pop so I, I just lived vicariously through other people who were doing it I lived a very normal life where you're trying to you know, get couches and put your apartment together and figure out how to afford this bill and and stressing about sales meetings on Wednesdays. It was just so boring. I just so wanted to die. You were
2: <laughs> <laughs> new song by Kylie Nelson It was so boring Literally. I to die. So you were putting more effort and time into the sales assistant job than you were in your music career.
1: Yeah. A lot of, for a long time, it was me talking about this. And when I started to talk about it, more things would happen. And so you get a little taste of, you dive in and you get a little bit more back. So I started making it my story. I started talking about it. And I remember my- You put it out there. Yeah. I literally put it out there and I put it out there to that person that I fell in love with and- I remember him being like, "Listen, I'll help you with music if you help me with marketing and sales." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and that's what we did. And, and this we, was after you broke up? Uh, this was before. Oh, this is okay. during. And so we would tag team these projects and build, you know, his branding and my branding and other things and and it was, you know, just fun and it got It gave me a taste of what's out there and what's going on and how are people doing it and do I want to do it the same way or if I had that opportunity, I'd do it like this. I would be totally fine with this backseat role because at one point you get scared to take the front seat. You get scared to say like, I can do this. And what I realized over time is no one is going to give me this. No one is going to say, hey, hey, here's a stage. (laughs) Here's a bunch of songs. Go sing them. Go sing them and let let us help promote. And I just realized that, you know, that out of all the support I had, no one was going to hand me this and build this for me. And there was going to be a stage where throughout all doubt, I still had to have that vision in mind. And so, you know, I I'm toying with this and I'm I'm toying with it over and over. And one drunken friendship night, we're out on a deck with friends and drinking at a at a party and My best friend's husband, Ryan, comes up to me and he's like, Kylie, I am not the front person. I've tried to be in a band and I've sang, but like, I'm not the front person. You're the front person. And the thing that makes me passionate beyond all belief is beats and making music. And he's like, let's just do this together. Why not? That's awesome. And we still talk about this. When was that night? Oh, my gosh. That had to be like five years ago. It was that year. It was the year where I was doing, you know, background stuff for people. And and that was the year that he just proposed that. So is Ryan, he produces all of your stuff now still? I mean, yeah, he produced this entire chapter one EP. That's
2: five years ago. You obviously still worked here for another four and a half years at this point. But I want to talk about Last summer, what happened when you were working here for iHeart? That was last summer, right?
1: Oh, yeah. May. That, I feel like that's a pivotal point that's in this story. That's a huge story. point. So th- when Ryan proposed that, that, the last five years has been like, okay, you work at a radio station. Here's what we need to do to get ready financially, artistically, um, personally. like We literally mapped out what it was going to take to have a balanced life, what it was going yeah. to take uh, to financially support this, what sacrifices we were all going to make. I mean, they were even having marriage conversations about Valentine's Day being on the back burner, anniversaries being on the back burner, wow. if this is what it's going to take. And it really was all three of us that made this album. And to be able to do that with my best friend That's and cool. have her, she's she's been annoyed with Not annoyed with my voice, but I've been doing runs since sixth grade, like, oh, oh, and just being so annoying. And this girl has heard me sing the same lines over and over and over. She's helped. Edit and produce this entire thing, and we've done this. And, you know, along the way, there's been times where I literally was like, I don't know if I can work at iHeart anymore because it's not the thing that gets me up every morning. That's what I'm the adrenaline yeah. is the thing that, you know, at one point it was fueling me enough to know that I had this job that, you know, I could, there are these media outlets in front of mm-hmm. me as, as soon as I get my brand in line. But then iHeart merged markets and eliminated my position in the and the last year that i know i'm about to release the cp so i've been here flying under the radar doing my job well but it's not the thing i love right you know it's not the thing that gets me up in the morning and now my plan is foiled in my mind at the time because they eliminate my position and so at first i am full of emotion I mean, I didn't even get my recaps done. <laughs> Who's going to do my recaps? I literally had piles of work and I'm I'm in shock. Um, and then when I just kind of realized that this is out of my control and time's up, like people don't stay at iHeart for seven years. No. I mean, unless you are committed to a certain career path, you know, there aren't a lot of positions where you can stay at iHeart. And that was one that I I moved over from sales to do a support role that was kind of created especially for a sales group. And that was my only job security in an entertainment industry. When it was about a week or two weeks, I think I saw you after the day you got let
2: go. And I was like, dude, what is going on? Like, how are you? And you were like, well, now I'm so good. (laughs) And you had said to me that was actually the best thing that could have happened to me. Because it basically lit a fire under your yeah, ass. Absolutely. And was like, Okay, I'm passionate about this one thing, but I'm not really you weren't you were putting time into it, but you were not that you were dragging ass, but you had this comfort of a nine to five totally. job. Now it's like, Well, gotta get this going. Yeah. But you told me something about the. I remember you saying something about the day you drove. Day you got let go. You drove home. You were actually laughing. It was not
1: okay. So I cry <laughs> and I shake hands and I'm like, the past seven years have been the best journey of my life. And I walk out and I just start screaming. If I had my best friends here to describe, they'd be laughing and looking freaked out. They've. I've never had this hysterical, delirious mix of emotions. I was screaming and jumping and karate kicking in the air. <laughs> oh um, that this the, My epic journey, this chapter that I never knew would end, was just, it, it, the book closed. Chapter book one? Cl- chapter is that chapter one? one? Literally, li- literally. And there that's why uh, that's a huge connection. The book closed and I'm screaming and laughing and the first thing I do is book a trip to go see my best friend from college in Colorado. And I literally just drink and go to happy hours and celebrate life in a way that I couldn't with the kind of, you know, job pressures I had for like the next month. It was the best time ever. Um, Gained tons of weight. And, uh, you know, when you drink every day, at first you're like, okay I can drink at 11. I can drink at three. I can drink at four. I don't it doesn't matter. I have nothing. I don't owe anyone any time. And I also really wanted to give myself that time because I knew this journey wasn't going to stop. And I went, you know, I gave up high school to get into college and I went right from college into a sales career and I didn't study abroad. I never took a break. I never had fun. I wasn't one of those partiers in college. And so now you are that you got to do it. Literally, I got to do it all. And I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, that kind of lifestyle Weighs you down. And I have my fingers on the pulse of what is my balance. And that's everything rides on that. So at one point, I'm like, okay, this is dipping me down low. Mm -hmm. I don't like this feeling. Now I have to, you know, get ready for what I always said would happen if I left iHeart, even though it wasn't on my. You know, own decision. Right. Yeah. And so I'm looking at severance and a couple unemployment options. And I had done a balance transfer uh, for a credit card that freed up a couple thousand. And I'm like, this is it. This is your pile of money. I mean, I literally went home at the moment that I started to start getting focused again and stop partying. And I just took inventory of everything I had. I mean, I literally was like, okay, I have three deodorants. I have this, I have that, the other thing. And I'm not going to buy in excess. And, I mean, I've worn my clothes down to the last fabric. Because, you know, a decision to buy something is is taking money away from a song or recording or engineers. And along this way, you know, no one has a handbook for how to be a famous singer. right? No one has a handbook for how to create something in the you know the wild wild west i mean with all of the different platforms and streaming and digital there's so many options and so many routes that you can go to record music so which route was I going to go? No one told me what order it's supposed to go in. So I'm thinking I need to bank as much money as possible because I don't know of what course. the steps are. What was the next thing you did in getting this EP out? When I, my position was eliminated, we had just finished the final song. Oh, wow. Recording it. How wild is that? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm literally announcing on social media, oh, EP release, you know, this yeah, spring, I remember this, this summer. No. Oh, no. Then you (laughs) find out, oh, no, you need someone to master it. And then you need to get it for distribution. And then you need to get it physically printed. And then, you know, all these steps reveal themselves only when you're at that step. Mm -hmm. So you don't get to plan out this beautiful campaign of your life and have it go according to plan. When did you eventually release it? Technically, it was in fall. Right. But really, so many things have gone wrong in this five years that I just wanted that up and ready to go. So the minute I booked my EP release show, which was a whole nother ordeal. Yeah. That show, though.
2: Yeah. Like, I... I sat here knowing that this girl I worked with wanted to be a singer. I knew you, you opened for Aaron Carter. Did yeah. that not, like, how, that is the most bizarre thing yeah. ever. Like, that so happened. weird. You did get to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was last year. Early last year? Yes. At El Corazon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you you were doing things. But once you got let go and I had that conversation with you about you were saying, oh, this is the the best thing that ever happened. I'm like, good. Like, I remember talking to Anthony about it saying, we were both saying, Thank God this happened to her. Yeah. Because now you had no choice. You yeah. had to follow your yes. dream. And you did. Mm-hmm. And then that show came up, and I was like, I got, I have to go to this mm-hmm. because I need to, I know this girl, I need to support her, and I want to hear her live because I never really, other than at work, yeah. got to hear you live. And
1: you don't know what to expect no. when someone tells you that they're a soul singer. I, like, and what? they're white and they're tiny <laughs> and they're, you know, very specific personality. Is she what she says she is? Yes, yeah, she is. Thanks. You are. Thank you.
2: And watching you on stage, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible and i was like i have to she's perfect for this podcast she really is yeah you're someone who you had a taste of it like you got to see artists who sometimes aren't even the best Mm -hmm. come into our place of work Mm -hmm. and perform and you're like watching it thinking not only could that be me it should be me Mm -hmm. and now you're actually doing it Mm -hmm. you've got this ep by the time this podcast is out it's out. People are buying it. People are buying your EP. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Yeah. And I'm and it's legit. It's not like you're just like release some random cover art. Like, yeah, you look like a freaking
1: rock star. Thank you. you and I, I used everything I learned at iHeart to finally brand myself. I mean, from creating digital ads to, you know, yeah. for every other artist and every other client and brand. I imagine what this would look like if I could actually put... My talent and time into my own thing. So thank you very much. No, it really
2: looks amazing. I mean,
1: I literally took pictures like in a parking lot to in order to create the album artwork. I mean, I hustled every step of the way to make this look legit. There is some little boy somewhere that has this (laughs) hanging
2: on his wall. I really uh, I don't want to say I hope so, but no, there's also a little girl who's like, damn, I want to be that. Yeah. And that's got to be wild now because You're going to have people now reaching out to you saying, I want to be like you.
1: Yeah. I had this girl, I think her name's Haley. She uh, messaged me on Twitter like in tears that she's always wanted to sing and she never thought it would be possible to do in Seattle. What? And it made me think about it. What female singers have come out of here? Have come out of Seattle or that even have a buzz about them right now. No. You know, maybe Tess Henley and she's awesome. But you know, she's moved on to other places too, you know? So like what what do we really know about the Seattle music scene that isn't Alan Stone and Macklemore and right. the grunge scene and exactly. that alternative sound. We don't I mean Yeah. And I start to go through the live Uh, music events like Upstream and Bumbershoot and everything that I want to be a part of this year which by the way you can catch me at Capitol Hill Block Party in July no way yeah at Music by Nelson that's a huge huge deal yeah it's really cool and all these things are pouring in just from the show literally I have a couple that wants to help get us on tour so it's just like it's. and you've got merch too oh my gosh yeah t-shirts
2: CDs before I forget at some point what is the website people can go to for everything you and then link out from there.
1: Music by Nelson. Okay. Um, also, social media is the best place, which is at music by Nelson. N-E-L-S-O-N. Ooh. You <laughs> practice that, huh? <laughs> well, I've said it a lot. And I actually wondered this when I was
2: listening to you. I was like, why did she never go on any singing competition shows? You know, I actually
1: did. Which one? Um, well, I wouldn't say I was on it. I would get through, like, the fourth round, and then they'd cut me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so I did America's Got Talent. I did American Idol. um, I got a couple voice, like, private Mm -hmm. auditions. But at one point, they kind of own whatever you do. Yeah, you're better. Oh,
2: you are way better off.
1: When you're at the top 10 of those shows, they own any projects you do next and all that. And I'm just like, what was the point of going this route that I lamented over in college? Like, did I go the right route? And now I'm here and I've done the right route. And I I know about radio. I know about media. I know about branding. Right, you don't need this help. Yeah, I mean, I don't even need to employ a business group that handles the business side of things because I really understand how this works now. So what would be the point of handing over that power no. uh, over my own artistry? No. I just, yeah. So all of those
2: no's, and I've seen this quote, cool, I'm going to butcher it, but it's kind of like you'll get a million no's, but all it takes is one yes. Yeah. That real like all of those no's actually helped you out in the end because yeah. you could have been well, what, number, top 10 American Idol. And do we know any of those people at this point? Th-
1: that's what I'm saying. No. And I really feel like all of the rejection that I've received over the past five years, even if it's someone in the hallway that doesn't quite believe in me. And that's what I want to talk to you about, all the people that haven't supported you. Oh my gosh. It's been instrumental in me understanding, you know, that one, you need people to get your dream done, no matter what. You need people believing in your brand. You need people helping you get things done. You can't do anything alone. But people are flawed and they are, you know, they're bandwagon kind of people. And so... Everyone is going to celebrate you when you're already at the of top, course. but along are you, the way, are you seeing that now? Um, Yeah, I mean, you can really see who always believed in you and who didn't doubt you and the ones that get excited because you've proven something. You know, there are different stages of acceptance and you really just realize that none of that ever really mattered anyways as long as I believed in what I was doing. Because whether I get this praise or not or this validation, I was always doing these same things for the past five years. It's just now people can see it. Are there And I'm
2: not asking you to say them. Certain people in your mind right now where you're just kind of like, you do something, something amazing, like release the EP or sold, sell out Barbosa. You're just like, take that.
1: Oh, yeah. John. Oh, or Robert, my God. Yeah. In your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you don't even need that revenge moment once you already have it. You're, but it's such a gift. It's it's really a <laughs> gift to me. It's like you can watch from afar and you can remember all the times that you doubted me or, you know, you just get a lot of like, do you know how hard this is? Well, no, do you no know idea. what it's going to be like? I mean, oh. I've had so many people even just but tell me to that. lose weight. Literally, oh. people will just be like, you'd have to lose weight to do that. What? I mean, could you imagine you starting to talk about a venture? Even maybe creating this podcast yeah, and, and having people be like, do you know, like, y- y- do you think you can do that without yeah, Anthony work. or do you, yeah. you, Or whatever? Oh. Some Something silly like that, like just instilling doubt in you because it people stops. are fearful of chasing their own things. At some point, it
2: gets to a point where it does make you doubt yourself. But if you take all those little pieces and just like, okay, keep them coming yeah. because I just can't wait to throw them back in your face yeah. one day. I mean- The same thing when you said, you know, I told you in the beginning, you told me what you wanted to do. When people say to you, oh, when you say to people, oh, I want to be a singer, or you hear that from someone, it's kind of like, okay, everyone wants to be a famous singer. Mm -hmm. You kind of hear that all the time. Or Mm -hmm. how hard is that? It it does pop into someone's head, but you're doing it. And that's the difference now. And it sucks for those people who doubt you because they probably have their own things they want to do and they don't want to see you succeed because, Mm -hmm. crap, they're not succeeding. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I would tell people... I want to be on the radio. I'm going to have my own morning show or I'm going to be on a morning show. And it was just like, okay, okay, sure, Carly, uh-huh. you're just yapping, whatever. Yeah. And now I have friends in high school who will reach out and they're like, you know what's crazy?
1: In high school, you said you were going to do this. Yep, I've had those moments. I've had people be like, you know what? I always saw you singing in choir and mm-hmm. I always knew you had that kind of voice and it's just really awesome to see what, you know, you following your dream right now. And I really appreciate those moments, even if they come from people that doubted me. I've forgiven People for being humans, you know what I mean? And uh, it really never took other people believing in me for me to get this stuff done anyways. So by the time you get the validation, you're like, that's great, but I've ar- I'm already at the point where I don't, I don't need, need it yeah, anymore. You don't. Yeah. And you shouldn't really need yeah. people
2: to validate your passions either.
1: Yeah. But it's good to have there is a part of it where it's like, you know. I've worked here for, or I've worked Mm -hmm. here, see, I'm still getting used to that, for like seven years. And, you know, you want people to see that you are a player in this space, or that you know what you're talking about, or that you know what you're doing. And at one point, I felt like I was trying to prove to the venue that I could do what I said I was going to do. You know, literally, I mean, they wouldn't give me the bigger venue. And they said, why don't you show us what you can do with the smaller venue? And I'm like, I know I can sell out the bigger venue. And they're like, just show us. And I did it. I mean, and, and, and the whole show became about showing them that I can do this. Yeah. But really, in the end, it's like you could have always done this. And and that wasn't the point. And, but it's a bonus. It's a bonus that everyone can see it, that you claimed it. You spoke it into existence. You you talked about it. You you have to be obsessed with an outcome for you to
2: will it to happen. That And that was actually the last thing on my notes I want to get to before we wrap this up. We talked about this before we started rolling on the podcast, willing things to happen. And you hear it, you read about it in self-help books, and people are like, eh, whatever, whatever. I am such a firm believer in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's magic. I'm not saying magic is real, and you will something to happen, and it happens. Mm-hmm. But if that's always in your mind, then you're always going to work towards it. Yeah. And you've done that. Yeah. I mean, you've willed it to happen since you were a kid. Now people can say, oh, it's just what you wanted to do when she did it. It's,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean... When I think there's a difference between really wanting something and getting chills about it and being passionate about it. I've heard so many times girls or whoever will be like, I sing, too. I sing, too. But singing and really wanting something and admiring something is different than deciding to do Mm -hmm. it. When you decide something, the outcome is already there for you to reach towards. It's just about you catering your life and your lifestyle and your habits to achieving that outcome. And deciding to do something is just different than really, really wanting it. Deciding it is saying no financial or personal or a- everything takes a backseat to this goal. And at one point, my identity had to be aligned with this goal. I, I mean, I- I'm the kind of person where I'm like, I- I'm sorry, I'm chaotic and I- I- I'm a lot, but you understand because I'm yeah. trying to be a famous singer, right? Yeah. And so I <laughs> I let all my flaws and my oversights fall on this, uh, you know, that this is the temperament that it takes for this person to achieve this goal in this day and age. And so I, I just, you know, I apologize but this is what it takes and anyone who really wants to make it in a space where there is no there's no handbook or list of things to do to get you there. You really have to love it, obsess about it, be a good person about it, put out good karma, put in the work and just let the magic happen after yeah, that. Yeah, people don't want to put in the work. I think Yeah. When I say someone is lazy,
2: I don't mean you're sitting on your couch all day. No. I have that bone too. I mean, I delayed starting this podcast forever because I really wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it. And I had all the resources. I didn't have to put a penny into this podcast. I have friends in my life like you who are badass and I could do this. For me, it was kind of, okay, what am I doing? Why am I not doing it? Let me just do it. And I can't really compare it to you and everything you've done because it didn't take much for me. But we all have that. We want to do it. What the heck is holding you back? Yeah. Just do it. And yeah. I, I'm going to say that in every one of these these episodes that I do with Side Hustlers. It's like you have it there. What the hell is holding you back?
1: If it's people like you've said who keep putting you down, do it to prove them wrong. Yeah, I think I really think the biggest reason people hold back is because of what they think they look like. I swear, I go back to going to the gym Mm -hmm. and going into a class setting of a new kickboxing or whatever. And you're so scared that everyone's looking at you. It's like in order for you to make the first move, you're worried about what it's going to look like. It's like almost deciding that you're going to do one step. And the fear of what that's going to say about you or make you look like or, you know, is what makes you stop. And when you realize that no one is paying attention to you or breaking down what you're doing as much as you are, you almost set yourself free to just do the very I first step. I love it. Yeah. I, and I, I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. I've never
2: really thought about it like that mm-hmm. until you started talking about it earlier. And yeah. I, I am a firm believer in this, this new realization yeah. that no one's looking at you. Yeah. At all. At all. And it's a weird, because we are kind of trained every day to think like people are watching you, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we're not. I'm not saying slack off and don't do a good job in life because yeah. people are watching you at your job and stuff like that but when it comes to branching out and following your passion it goes back to it's okay to fail because that's the whole point
1: That's of this. literally the entire point. People are so scared of messing up in gym class or or you know doing a bad song or what whatever the fear is the mess up is but what what I always remind myself is I just found one more way not to do that or one you right. know what I mean? You slowly are narrowing and defining what success is to you by messing up a bunch or or going a long-winded route when there was a more efficient way. But if you didn't go this long-winded route and have to pull off on the side of the road and change your tire, then you wouldn't be able to hit the ground running going 60 miles an hour and not stop. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I would rather pull over the side of the road, figure it out, and get back on the freeway than go 40 miles an hour chugging along and making sure everyone sees me in this cool sports car. I don't know <laughs> if that metaphor applies. No, but. I feel like this
2: whole podcast <laughs> has been less about being a side hustler and more about just like
1: following in your dreams yeah. and, and really just doing it. And being certain about at least one thing and everything else falls into place after that.
2: Your Your whole story is just. Incredible. And I love that it's not just, and we're going to hear from different people. Like the first person I talked to, she kind of just had this idea a year ago and started it yours is yeah it's a long journey and everyone is different everyone's passion everyone's side hustle is going to be different and yeah. I, I can't thank you enough for being honest and vulnerable in this and really sharing your story thank you with me yeah and everyone absolutely. listening I want everyone listening to support Kylie as much as you can buy her album go to her shows when she's touring because you know she's gonna yeah. be buy her merch check her out listen to her really support her follow her on all of her social, it's Music by Nelson.
1: Yes, Music by Nelson, Kylie Nelson. We're looking to get on a tour, looking for a booking agent. Yes, you yeah. are looking
2: for a booking agent. Yeah. I don't even know where the hell to start with that. But if you know
1: someone who's, who can help her out, you know yep. where to find her. Yep, Music dot com. I love you.
2: Thank I love you. you. Thank you. So proud of you. Only had you on this podcast. So when you're famous, I can be like, she's on my
1: podcast. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much.
3: perfect home sweet home Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home it's the place that brings family and friends together, it's where you're the best version of yourself, Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations listings start at 200k for 1 8th ownership Picasso does all the work for you